0: Hey, folks, Lori Baltimore here with another edition of Hyperwave. Guys, Hulkamania is running wild today. Listen, I... Listen, guys. Do you ever have those times in your life where it all is... You get the sensation, the feeling. You get the inkling that things are falling together, or at least not falling together, probably falling apart, but at least... Things are making sense. You're putting it together. You know, things aren't actually coming together in the sense that your life is still a menagerie. You know, it's still romper room, as they say. But you're starting to <clears throat> put the mental pieces together, right? You're starting to figure things out a little bit. Now, I have had, in the last 12 hours, call it mania <clears throat> if you have to, if you've got to, if you're going to diagnose it, the DSM 5 or whatever. Call it mania if you have to, guys. But uh, tons and tons of just <clears throat> like a wave of motivation, a wave of inspiration. Let me tell you, I have got plans, guys. Right? Anytime anybody goes through tragedy in their life, which I would say that I have, I think. Sometimes you look at your life and you go, what the hell? am I doing where am I going it's like Michael Bolton's song what am I uh, how am I supposed to live without you right the, the lyric escapes my mind so I literally brought that up for for no reason whatsoever I mean I mean it's the it's the chorus tell me how am I supposed to live without you now that I've been loving you so long right how could I blame you when I built my world around the hope that one day we'd be so much more than friends? Right? <clears throat> um, he talks a lot about putting his love at the center of his life, right? So, So in any sort of tragedy, I can only imagine, what if your spouse dies? What if a child dies, right? What if your own little baby child dies? The, all the fruits of your life, everything you've been doing is for this child. This is like your life project, hopefully, if you're a good parent. They're dead now? What do you do? I mean, that's got to be like, I, I think like people who haven't had to reckon with that type of existential crisis yet, man. You know, you're just like, what the fuck am I doing? Where am I going? What imbues my life with purpose? So I've, I've, I've started to feel pretty good lately. I'm done with smoking. I picked smoking back up due to traumatic life experience. Not traumatic. I'm not trying to overblow it, but a tra- tragic life experience. Something that's rocked me to my core, which I won't bring up again cuz I've spoken about it too much. But guys, this is a funny episode by the way. This is a fun one. Guys, Lori B mm-hmm. is back. Okay. We're going to Maui. We're going to Hawaii. We're going to Miami. We're going to Cuba. We're going to Havana. Okay. We're going to Spain. You ever been to Spain? We're going to the Bahamas. Bahama mamas. we're riding the llamas. Okay. We're going to be wearing pajamas and uh, probably making a diorama. Okay. Eat a chimichanga. Right. That's all I got. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, you know. Get our child a little toy, maybe a Tonka. That was a stretch. I'm pretty sure I just picked up cum. I'm pretty sure there's cum on the inside of my bathtub right here. And I just picked it up with my bare hands and it's not mine. I am disgusted. What the fuck was that? I I think I just touched I think I just touched somebody else's jizz in, in this bathtub. Guys, I'm taking a bath. Oh my fuck! Oh, uh, 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 <coughs> I gotta get out of this bathtub. Hold. Ugh. Okay, guys, I just, I just like picked it up and kneaded it between my fingers. That's not mine, dude. That is not mine. I'm gonna fucking lose my shit. Okay, I'm not. Okay, I'm gonna get out of this bathtub. Listen. You start, so so. here's the thing, is you spend a lot of time thinking, what the fuck am I doing now? What's what's the point now? Where am I going now? And I think that's why it's so tragic a lot of times. Losing somebody, losing loss in general, is, is if it, if it was something that defined who you were, it was a part of your identity, well, now you've lost a part of your identity. You don't even know how to define yourself now. And it's like this TED Talk I saw that just kind of changed everything for me, is, You know, a lot of times people are getting into relationships because they use love and they use love addiction and they use the super high highs of, of being in a relationship to mask or at least avoid working on the parts of themselves that they need to work on, which I'm going to say, I don't think that that's totally my case. I mean, there's obviously things that I've been neglecting to take care of personally and mentally. But in the same sense as everybody, in the sense that it's probably closed off to you, mostly. You know, it's like subconscious stuff that you you're running away from. But you could, even if you tried to put a put it get a handle on it, you probably wouldn't even know how to identify it. But um, anyway, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna buy a Honda Element. Now, anybody who knows old Lori B knows that I do not drive. I don't drive because it scares the living fucking shit out of me. I've got anxiety problems. We never had a car growing up. Luckily, I know how to drive. I drove a lot in college, illegally, of course. But only recently did I just get my permit at 28 years old, almost 29. And I'm going to get serious about driving. I'm going to get my license. I've already got plans to, to get this done. I'm going to get a Honda Element. I'm going to convert the back of it into a camper. And I'm fucking out of here, guys. I am out of here. Okay, because... The thing about life, man, is when you're sitting and avoiding confronting who you really are, you don't really know who you are. Know thyself. I mean, I've talked about this a bunch on here on Hyperwave, talking about Socrates, the Oracle of Delphi, even uh, even Nietzsche, you know, becoming what one is. You know, the state of the perpetual state of becoming and and if that ever stops at all, I think existentialists probably say that we're just in a constant state of becoming and at no time are we actually defined, right, because existence precedes essence or something like that. I don't know. It's a metaphysical hoopla. I think there's cum all over the inside of this bathtub. Anyway, uh, yikes, that is disgusting. The only person I live with is my younger brother. So that's like my brother's jizz, I'm pretty sure. I can't confront him about it. I don't know. I can't. What am I gonna say? Was your did, is there com, was your cum on the bottom of the bathtub? Could have been mine. I just been here for a long time. I haven't jerked off in the bathtub in a while. But anyway, guys, I've always been so scared of being alone. I think everybody is. I'm not. This isn't a sad boy episode, guys. Okay, this is fun. Everybody's so scared of being alone. I'm thinking. I just embrace it, man. I haven't made any friends in, like, several years. I mean, I've got friends, but not really people that I want to hang out with all the time. No bros, you know what I mean? Not like a good buddy who I'm like, this is my buddy. I had one, but I kind of cut his ass off. So, you know, yeah, let's live in a car because the, the Honda Element... has like a cult following as being the perfect stealth camper. So you can camp in the city essentially, right? And live in your car. And it's so easy to convert the back into a giant bed with, you could even have a shelving unit back there. I mean, it is awesome. Super awesome. I mean, it's going to be tough. I mean, it's a tough life. I mean, it's not always easy, but it is easy in the sense that like you're always home. I mean, you're traveling, but you're always home at the same time. Now I've got anxiety problems. So it's probably going to take me a while to adjust to that type of lifestyle. But here's the thing, man. Here's the thing I'm realizing is that I'm, I'm, I'm so envious of people who have gotten married already. I'm so envious of people who are in happy, loving relationships. Envy, okay? But here's the thing, man, is I'm free. I'm free to define myself and my future right now. And they're not. Like, they're probably happy with the person that they love, which is awesome. But that's really what I'm envious of, you know? And they're getting a house and they're, they're getting the whole American dream started, man. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. But, like, you know, you're going to be doing that for the next until you die. You're going to be doing that until you die. And I am free. And it's like, I brought it up to somebody and I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to fucking get a honda element and just drive and live in it and they're like dude you don't you're scared of driving how do you think you're gonna do that how do i think i'm gonna do that because you doubt my ability to that's how just like everything i've done moving to seattle from across the country with not a lot of money doing this coding thing i'm almost done with that boot camp by the way guys i'm almost done with it i can make a full fucking website i taught myself that Okay? and everybody was like yeah I don't know about that uh, it's a big swing I don't know man not a lot of people can stick it out I can fucking stick it out your doubt fuels me it fucking fuels me I want this is what every time I, I, I decide to like take on a big project for my life you know people are like and they're like dude I totally support that I think you're gonna kill it of course you can you're awesome you, dude you can you've done a bunch of shit before of course you can do this It's like, I appreciate the, the, the confidence in me, but I don't, I don't have that same sense of like motivation to, to do it, to spite people. It's the spite that I like. So once I told people, yeah, I'm going to buy a car and live in it. They're like, yeah, you don't even drive, bro. And what are you going to do to take a shower? What are you going to do when this happens? What are you going to do? It's like, dude, I don't know. I don't know. But, but what am I going to do? I'm going to fucking sit at home. That's what I'm doing now. I don't have a social life, dude. And instead of sitting and being upset at that, right? And people sitting here saying there's something wrong with me because of that. You need to get friends. You need to get a life, blah, blah, blah. It's like I could have those things if I so chose to, but I won't have it with people whom I do not think are awesome, I'm not just going to settle and hang out with people who just so happen to be there and who, who like I, I mean, I like them. They're my friends, but they're not really like, I'm not like, do we should hang out. Right. They're not like my other old buddies, my like people I really relate to. So it's not unhealthy for me. I mean, it is unhealthy in the sense that it's not healthy to sit at home all the time alone and it gets lonely and sad, But there's not anything wrong with me for not wanting to hang out with people because I don't think they're cool. That's not, dude, that's like, I'm allowed to choose that shit, right? And so instead of sitting and being upset that I don't have a life, uh, people aren't cool enough, people, I don't relate to anybody out here, woe is me, oh my God, nobody understands me. You know what, dude? I'm going to just go. How's that sound? Once I can get a job where I can work remotely, I'm piecing the fuck out. And I'm just gonna drive. Why? Because driving scares the shit out of me. And I'm gonna just do it. Because that is what life is about. My last episode, Sad Boy, Mad Boy, What's the Point? I said, What's the whole point of life? Just constantly striving for growth to become a better version of yourself? For what? Dude, because there's nothing else to do. Answering my own question. There's nothing else to do. Are you just going to do this forever? Are you going to be sad forever? Think of what you're going to do tomorrow or the next day. You get, you can't do this forever. I'm, guys, I'm, I've lost probably five pounds. And it's not because I've lost fat. It's because I've lost muscle tone because I haven't been running. I haven't been doing anything physical at all. I've literally been lying in bed for like a month. Okay. Is that what I'm going to do? Is that what I'm gonna do? I mean, it's not even like a moral thing of like, yeah, that's not really like a good use of your time. It's like, there's just, you could be in, you could do something more that you enjoy. You might as well do something you enjoy. So it's like, hey, I wanna travel. I I wanna face my fears. And I'm gonna show everybody who didn't believe in me, people who gave up on me because they didn't think I would ever drive, people who gave up on me and left my life because it was weird that I didn't drive, people who judged me for it, just so I can show them, it's not that hard. Okay. And you, you, you had to give up on me because I had a personal like choice because of something that scared me that I didn't like. You had to give up on me. Well, it's not that fucking hard. It's not hard. In in fact, I'm going to live in a fucking car. I'm going to go one step further and I'm going to do something you are scared to do. I'm going to do something you're scared to do and I'm going to leave the comfort of a of a domicile and I'm going to live okay I'm going to get a fucking dog and I'm going to go see the country while you spend the next 10 years of your life vacationing one week out of the year okay Not ever seeing the beautiful parts of this country. Not ever seeing the the personality and character that is the United States of America. You can go to the fucking landmarks like Las Vegas. Or LA. Okay? Or New York City. But instead, that's going to be my life every day. I'm going to sleep in Walmart parking lots. Okay? With my dog. All right? And then when you... Or like, wow, I don't know how you could do that. Then I'm going to judge you. And I'm going to say, wow, the fact that you don't think you could do that shows me that you're a fucking coward. Okay? Because all the times in my life when I got judged for my fears, I'm going to go above and beyond and judge you for your fucking fears now. And I'm going to cut everybody else off. Because everybody cut me the fuck off. Because I had quirks. Well, guess what? I'm going to go so high. I'm going to live a life that's so beyond the norm, that takes so much courage and perseverance and strength that everybody below me, everybody who can't do that, who, who needs the security of a domicile, okay? I'm going to judge them. No, okay. Now I'm getting just mad boy. I'm not mad. I'm, I'm having a great time. But I need to get a job where I can work remotely, which is in the works, okay? That's coming... I'm hoping that's going to drop sometime soon, within the next year for sure. I'm hoping that I can do this plane by the time I'm 30. 30 years old, dude, new decade. Old decade, dude. The, the 20s, they're done, dude. They're done now. It's a new decade, bud. And to start off my new decade, I'm going to go and I'm going to just live on the road for a while, dude, with my dog, and embrace the fact that i'm weird embrace the fact that i can't relate to people and maybe live a lifestyle where i can find people who never fit in and are cool and aren't scared and have courage and have honor okay you know what i mean making buco bucks working remotely living with my dog Exploring the country. Because I'm free. And you, and hopefully you're fucking free. If you don't have shit going on and you got nobody tying you down, you're free. I don't need a person to define who I am and neither do you, my friend. All right? We don't need people to define us. Define yourself. Instead of sitting around... And thinking like, oh my god, I'm so weird. I'm so weird. I just sit at home all day. It's like, I choose that because nobody is fun or cool. Like, I, nobody li- I don't have anybody who likes the same music as me. I haven't found anybody who has the same sense of humor as me. I haven't found anybody who shares the same beliefs as me. Who talks in a way that I talk. Maybe it's because people in Seattle are weird, which is part of it, I believe. They're kind of odd out here, very weird people. Then again, maybe it's because I'm an asshole, which is probably true. Partly, at least. And it's like, dude, just go, man. Just go. Just get the fuck out, dude. I might as well be alone, but traveling. You know? And and face my fears, and, and put myself in situations where I'm scared, because that's what I've been doing since day one, and it's been working out for me every single time I've done it. Every time I went out on a limb and I was scared, it paid off every time. Every time. I'm still waiting for this coding thing to pay off, but once that does, you think I'm not, I'm not going to have the confidence to go live in a fucking car for God's sake? You know? I don't need to lie around because people leave, man, and being upset and resenting life. I do resent life. It's fucking bullshit, and it's dumb. But the, the, the realization hit me. I can define my own life. I mean, that's something everybody says, and that's something I've said a million times, but it, it really just hit me. Is that I don't have to sit around and have other people tell me what I should be doing, what I should have, right? And being worried about what other people are thinking of me. You know? I don't give a fuck what somebody thinks of me. (sniffs) To the point now where I'm going to drive away and join a fucking counterculture. And hopefully find some cool ass people. And see some cool ass shit with my dog. Right? And then when I'm on fucking Snapchat, on social media, which I don't have. But on my, I'll start a YouTube channel and I'll be on my Snapchat. And I can say, hey, look at all the places I'm going. And you're just going to have pictures of your fucking salad that you're eating for lunch. Ke- hashtag keto, and you're gonna have a picture of you know, I don't know, a picture of your kid, All right, whatever, whatever randos on Snapchat have. And I'm gonna have pictures of me and my dog on a trail in Yellowstone on my weekend because I work five days a week still because I'm, I'm I work remotely, right. Something that you can do once a year. That's going to be my whole life. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Let's fucking go, dude. Do the scary shit. People are too scared to do it. And I'm going to get scared. And I'm going to have a panic attack probably. Lying there at night. Hearing people fucking walking around my vehicle at night. Probably trying to steal shit. It's going to freak me out, dude. It's going to scare the fuck out of me. You know? It's going to scare the fucking shit out of me. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it anyway, baby, because it's going to scare the shit out of me. Above and beyond, dude, at all times. Never stop striving, man. And that's what I'm saying. This is like mania. Lori B is manic, guys. Went for a run for the first time in weeks today. I'm done with smoking. I started smoking again, dude. I stopped running. I stopped waking up at a good time. I started drinking more, dude. And I'm letting my soul atrophy because of that. I'm letting my body atrophy. I'm letting my mind atrophy instead of pushing myself. Because when I was pushing myself every day, man, I felt good. I'd never felt better in my whole life. And now I feel like shit all the time. Fuck that. Fuck that. It's been, it's been, it's, it's okay to mourn a loss. It's okay to mourn. All right, but there's, it's done now. It has to be done. It's gotta be done. And yeah, I'll still cry when I dream about her like I do every time. I'll record a voice memo every day to send her that I never send. I'll do it every day until I don't. But I'm gonna take care of myself and I'm gonna feel good every day because I might as well. I might as well feel good. I've already been hurt. I don't need to hurt myself now. I've already been hurt. You've already been hurt, dude. Don't let somebody hurting you give you uh, such a low sense of self-worth that you're going to start hurting yourself, maybe out of spite for them. Spite for yourself, self-hatred, whatever it is. Get the fuck up and let's go. Let's define a life. I don't give a fuck now what anybody thinks of me. Because all I do is give and give. And people still want to make it seem like I could give more and I'm a bad guy. If people aren't happy with it, man, fuck them. People aren't happy with what I can give, fuck them. I'm going to find people who are totally fine with what I give. And they give something back to me too. Dude. And, and so I haven't found them. Maybe it's because I'm a really weird guy. And I need to find really weird people. Well, Where are you going to find that? Living out of their cars. Alternative lifestyles. Right? I mean, you could sit on Tinder. And you could go to meet up and meetups meet and find people and force relationships, man. I want to find people I like. I want to have relationships that are not surface deep. I want to be surrounded by people like me who push themselves and push me too, man. People who hold me accountable to my fucking goals, who I hold accountable to their goals, man. That's what I fucking want. And that's what I'm going to find, man. You can find that too. You can define your life however you want. Don't sit around and look and compare yourself to other people and let people tell you what you should have, what you should be doing. Fuck that. It's about becoming what one is, man. And who the fuck are you? I'm the guy who does crazy shit. I'm the guy who everybody else in their life looks at and they go, this guy never stops doing shit. This guy never stops moving forward and doing crazy shit that I'm too scared to do. Yeah. Since 23 or 24. Still going, dude. Still going. I'm gonna go live in a car out of choice, out of, out of spite. After getting a job, which people typically need a college degree for. Okay? Alternative route. I'm not, you know, and then I'm starting to think like, Marriage and kids, man, I want to be married so bad. I want to find the love of my life so bad. I want to be a father so, more than anything. More than anything in the world would I love love to be a father. Truly. But then I think, maybe there's a reason I'm not yet. Because I'm always scared, like, it's so late, you know, I'm like, I'm almost 30 Jesus, when am I going to have my first kid? I'm going to be a fucking geriatric by the time they're 18. You know, it's, it's taken me a long time. Maybe there's a reason I'm not there yet, man. Maybe there's a reason my relationship failed and I'm not going to get married on time, so to speak. Maybe it's because I've got wild oats to sow still. Maybe I can't be kept in a domicile. Maybe that's how I self-destruct is the comfort of the domicile and the comfort of letting children and a partner define my identity in life so that I don't have to define it for myself. Maybe it's time to do something crazy again, you know, to define who I am so that even if I fail, it'll be a story that I can tell. Because I'm stubborn as fuck, man. People who fail at shit, I don't fail at it. Because I know people fail at it. And I refuse to be the one of the ones that fails. You can do anything you set your mind to. You just have to put your feet in the right direction. You can't have your brain just going in the right direction. You can't just think about it. You got to be putting your feet that direction. And walking there slowly every fucking day, man, and you will get there. This is like a total 180 from where I was just a few days ago when I recorded Sad Boy, Mad Boy. But I'm feeling good. I'm feeling empowered. I don't need anybody. You don't need anybody. It's It would be nice to have them, and it's okay to cry that you don't. It's okay to cry to be all alone, man. It's lonely out here. I've just been listening to Ain't It Fun by Paramore on fucking repeat, dude. Ain't it fun living in the real world? Yeah, man. Ain't it good being all alone? It's very sad, man. Existence is very sad as you become an adult, man especially especially when you just don't have really good relationships with people you know and and you know you spend a lot of time thinking you're going nuts you spend a lot of time feeling like you're not right there's something wrong with you and <laughs> dude what how much of my anxiety and self-doubt comes from the idea that I'm just not like other people man cuz i'm not My life, I can sit and resent the world. And I can sit and resent the fact that I got dealt probably, I mean, not one of the shittiest hands, but a pretty goddamn shitty hand. And I can resent that, man. And I can resent the issues, my particular issues or whatever. Or I can embrace... Who I just so happen to be, and make a life that I think is cool, that I'm proud of. Nobody, people respect a life well lived. People don't respect a life well done. Does that make sense? A life well done is like you know you do it well, you do it's well done. You do you do it good. You do real good. You know you get good grades in school. You never back talk your mommy. You know, you go to college on time, you graduate on time, you get a good job on time, you get married on time, you get a dog on time. You've got all the cute stuff, dude. You got your whole, you're doing it right. You're doing it well, right? But when you're 80 and, you know, you're the, hopefully the patriarch, not the patriarch necessarily, but I'm saying like you're, you're a, you are one half of a larger archy, patriarchy, matriarchy, combo, duel you and your partner, and they're like, Grandpa, tell us stories about back in the day before Alexa was implanted in our brains. Tell us a story. And what kind of story are you going to tell? Where are your stories going to come from? You know? What... I want people to look at me when I'm older and go, that guy crushed it. I mean, he, he fucking sucked the fucking marrow out of the bones of life itself. He went for it a million times and he got there every fucking time. And I want to be able to tell stories about my car breaking down in the middle of nowhere when I was living out of my car for a while. Love, love had... Love lost, regret, failure, the places you've been, the things that you saw, and what? How are you gonna do that if you just live at home? If if you just live in your apartment, and then you get a house, are you gonna tell your your fucking grandkids about how you got this awesome mortgage or something? What are you going to do when you get divorced and then you're on the verge of suicide because everything went so well for you your whole life? What are you going to do when everything goes so well for you your whole life and you've been married for 10 years, your kids are teenagers, and you hate your fucking life and you just want to kill yourself? Because you did life well. You did it so well. But you, maybe you didn't even give yourself long enough time to figure out who the fuck you were. Maybe you didn't even ever question who you were because you let everybody tell you who you were. That's what I've been doing for too fucking long and it's made me feel like I'm an outcast. It's made me feel like I'm not right. Maybe I'm fucking right for me, dude. And maybe you're right for you, but you can fuck off with your advice because you don't fucking know me. And and when you sit around and you make people feel like they're nuts for being who they are, man, that's not right. It's not right. So yeah, hopefully when I do find somebody to settle down with, man, if I ever do, because at this point I feel like love is dead, it's a lie and it's all delusional bullshit and you just end up getting hurt every time, even when another person tells you they could never be with another person and then they just drop you. They just fucking just drop you because why not? You know? They could never be with another person, but, you know, we had a couple fights, so I'm kind of letting this one go. Yeah, all right. So you get thrown in the trash a bunch of times, and that's it. You realize you can't make people happy. Either you make them happy by being who you are or not, because you can't make them happy by doing things for them and to them. You can't please people into loving you. And maybe people think that they understand. And they say, of course I love you. And I mean that. They don't. They don't know. They don't know. you don't either. We're all just ships passing in the night. Flaring a light out, trying to be seen by another boat. Not really understanding where we are in the ocean, you know? Not really understanding how far away we are from a lighthouse when the fog will lift. And I think when the fog lifts and you see that this boat, there's not even a boat there. You don't even, the fog lifts and God, you're a lot further from shore than you thought you were. You're a lot further from this boat than you thought you were. And come to think of it, now that the fog is lifted... You're not even really sure that you were communicating via walkie-talkie with that boat. You might have been talking to another one. I mean, it's all so confusing. We're all confused. We don't know. So maybe by the time I do find that with some other super cool chick who's equally as fucking wacko as I am, as cool and storied, as fun, as, as neurotic as I am, the right one, maybe we will do it right. Or maybe I'm destined for tragedy forever and heartbreak. Who knows? Who knows, man? Who knows? I don't know. But you know what? I'm not going to find that shit by lying in my bed. I'm not going to have stories to tell by lying in my bed. That's not. That doesn't make for a good story at all. It doesn't. It does not. And I want, when I have children and they have children... I want them to look at me with respect and I want them to look at me as somebody to model themselves after to to look at life and get the fucking most from it. Not to let people motivate you to destroy yourself because nobody is good enough for that. Nobody. It doesn't matter if you were with fucking, I don't know, the woman of your dreams, man, which I thought I was, apparently not. And they, they, they treat you like, like, you know, (laughs) they throw you, you know, they, (laughs) I mean, make you feel like your feelings never really did matter. And that it was, you, you know, you were, your feelings truly were never their priority. And they throw you away. Even when. Somebody who you see as the love of your life does that to you. The perfect woman. Perfect woman you would be willing to lay your life down for. Maybe even still. Does that to you. Not even they are worth destroying yourselves for. At all. Why? I don't know. I mean, I don't really have a lot of philosophical justification for that. Usually when you're in a bad mood, when I am... You can kind of philosophize You can kind of rationally dissect and deconstruct statements like this to show the person that is saying it to you that it's not really based on anything, <laughs> you know, except for just hope, human, human hope and perseverance. But there is something true there. You are worth it. You, you are your main responsibility. You know, like you could have a dog or some fish. But you are your own maximum responsibility, is you. And just like on an airplane, if the oxygen masks come down, you put it on yourself first, and then you put it on your child. Or then you put it on somebody who can't do it themselves. But you have to take care of yourself first. You have to. That's your main responsibility. Right? So... You know. Sorry, I've been sitting in a very hot bathtub for like thirty minutes now and there's fucking cum sitting around here, so I can see floaties. And it's it's getting me a little a little nauseous and a little tired, so maybe I'll stop it there. Uh yeah, guys. I, I actually was planning on this being more funny, but it ended up just being really motivational, I guess. Hopefully motivational. Hopefully you listen to this and you get motivated. Define your own life and fuck everybody else. Fuck them all. Everybody's like, you need help. Help for what, dude? Because I'm not living my life like you are. It's not like I'm fucking murdering anybody. Yeah, I'm a little fucking lonely and sad. But I'm not going to take meds, you know? And I understand the help that people are giving me. And it's like, yeah, I'm learning a lot. But you have to stop telling me that there's something wrong with me and that like that I'm not living right. I li- am I can live my truth. And that's a cr- the cringiest thing I've probably ever said. I can live, I can, I can forge a way that you wouldn't forge for yourself, you know? And when I was leaving to move out here years ago now, people might have said like, you know, geez, man, like if you're making, you're making this huge life decision, man, on such a whim, like maybe you, maybe you should go to therapy or something. It's like, fuck you, man. You don't have the balls. It's not that there's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with you. You don't have the balls. You are, you you are, you're, you're functioning within the confines of an invisible cage, my friend. And the fact that where you see boundaries, I don't see them. That doesn't mean there's something wrong with me to a degree. I mean, eventually it would like if I was, if I, if I was, Making a huge life decision like every couple weeks and I was like fucking, you know. But listen, I've been doing it the classic way for five years. Working to survive and saving money for retirement or something like that. I've been doing that. I don't want to do it anymore. It's not, it's not leading me anywhere. What is it getting me? So I can go out to a bar or something. I could let me go out to a bar in a city, in a town I've never fucking heard of and meet a bunch of locals, dude. Let's do that. Let's do that, dude. With my dog, man. You know what I mean? Trap a storied life. You won't live a storied life because you're fucking scared. And I'm scared too. Probably, I mean, I'm fucking probably gonna have a panic attack a bunch of times. I'm an anxious person, man. But you don't let that shit hold you back from defining the type of life you want to live. So that when you are, dude, you're talking to some fine ass woman, dude, who's cool as fuck. And you get to say, yeah, you know, then I lived in my car for a while, traveled around the country, you know, and she's like, seriously, tell me about that. And you're like, oh, I could tell you about that for a long time because I have so many fucking sick stories to tell you. and people look at you with respect, man. That can't be bought. And there's no sort of cookie-cutter lifestyle. Like like somebody who's like, "Yeah, I went to college and then I graduated and then I got a real I was top of my class and then I got a great job making six figures right out of college. I'm only 27 years old and I'm already making $180,000 a year." I mean, the I, the person who respects that more than con- like a person who's constantly doing really hard shit, right? Like, okay, think about it this way. Like, George Foreman. man, eh, maybe not George Foreman. Think of, okay, we could say Mike Tyson. This is gonna be, this is gonna divide a lot of my audience right now. Mike Tyson didn't really fight anybody, okay? He had five, maybe five difficult fights in his life, and he lost every single one of them. Now, Mike Tyson was a freak of nature, but he was, he was cursed in the sense that he wasn't really fighting in a generation of, of excellent boxers. He was fighting in a generation of, it was like a transition period between excellent generations. And Mike Tyson just blasted through all these people because nobody was really that good. He was like the only one. And for that reason, he went he won the championship at 21 years old. I mean, when I was 21, dude, I was like fucking smoking a bowl and not going to college, not going to class, you know? And Mike Tyson did that. He was undefeated for a while, and he has like a ridiculous ratio of knockout wins to to non to t, to uh, to uh, decisions. Crazy ratio, crazy good. And you can look at Mike Tyson, you can say, "Listen, you started training really young." You, you entered the professional circuit. You won the championship. Dude, you're the best ever. Or you can look at Muhammad Ali, who had nothing but struggle, who fought still considered. The people that Muhammad Ali fought are still considered to be the, one, some of the greatest boxers in history now. And every single fight that he had was a championship fight. I mean, it was against the, the toughest dudes in boxing history every single time. Ali, Mike Tyson only had five real fights where he was really given a run for his money and he lost every time. Almost every single one of Ali's fights gave him a run for his money and he won a lot of them. Most of them. I mean, the ones that counted, he really won. And, and that's why people consider Ali to be the greatest. The rumble in the jungle. He had come out of retirement. He was in jail for prison for what years? Two years? Four years? Something like that. Hadn't boxed in years. He was 32 out of his prime. George Foreman, eight years his his junior, heavyweight champion, 24 years old, six foot seven or something crazy like that. Undefeated, George Foreman was. Unfucking defeated. This guy was a monster. Hardest hit. In the industry. Still to this day, I think they say he is the hardest hit ever. He almost won the championship when he was like 49 from Evander Holyfield. I think he was like 45 or 49 or something like that. Totally out of shape. Still almost won. Okay. And Evander Holyfield is a fucking monster. So, you know, if you respect that cookie cutter... It's been given to you and you did it right perfectly and it all happened for you thing more than you respect the, you've had nothing but struggle and, and chosen still to persist and triumph every single time and and define your own career for you, you know, in the, in the face of hurdles, man, I, I don't, then I don't know how you're living your life and, and you're living in a box, you're living in a mental prison and I don't want to live that way and neither do you, man, get the... Dude, just your dreams can come true. They happen every fucking day, man. You have to join the right communities, talk to the right people, you know? And and yeah, maybe I'm a... Lori B is a little manic today, man. It's feeling really good now. And Tonight I'll probably get like really lonely and cry or something like that. But, uh, you know, dude, if you've got the ability to define your life right now, do not waste that time, man. Don't waste it. Do not waste it. Be the person... In, you know, in 20 years, who do you want to say you were? And you want to look back and go, Jesus, when I was a kid, man, I was so cool. I was so fucking cool, man. Nobody could tell me nothing, man. I did everything I wanted to do, no matter what. It wasn't about money. It was about respect and triumph, perseverance, right? Dignity and honor. And you lived it that way. Nobody defined it for you. You defined it for yourself. At every fucking step, man. Ooh, yeah. Every step, Hulk Hogan. Uh, all right, guys. There's, like, so much coming in this bathtub. Okay, guys. Uh, keep it real. Don't do anything stupid. We will be waiting for you here in the hyperway.